Oh, boy, here we go. It is the Thursday show. The weekend is inside, my friends. We are almost there. It is getting to be that time of the freaking week where we are going to count down to Supercross. Getting to be that time of the week where we're going to dig up uh, Moto Man and Kyle and put their jackasses back on the radio for tomorrow's show at 3 p.m. Check that out. And that time of a week where Saturday we'll all be back. I am going back from the... Big 49 West Compound again this weekend, where I will broadcast it out. The big old Supercross Triple Crown coming out of Arlington, Texas this weekend. Two hours before the gate drops, we will be here on our pre-race coverage. We'll get all set up and then dialed in. We'll cover the races and then do a post-race wrap-up show after the 450 main event. It's what we do here on the 49. 49-49, we're coming. I'm telling you, the Trojan horse is within the gates and the big 49 is about to open the trap door and let all the little crazy guys out with swords and shields and whoop some ass. We kind of snuck into the industry. Then the very few people gave us any credit. They looked at us with a pat-pat. And now when you look at the hard numbers, well, we got a bigger audience than they do. For the most part. There's more people listening to Big 49 than any Los Angeles terrestrial radio station. But granted, our sample size is planet Earth. Theirs is as far as their scratchy, god-awful transmitters can send their signal. It's a different world. Obviously, we're playing on a different playing field than they are. You know what I mean? So, is what it is. It's like, just when they thought they knew all the answers, we changed the questions and the Big 49 is, boom, here to stay. So get ready for fun and excitement. Major announcements coming. There's one announcement I am so freaking excited about to talk about here on the Big 49. I'm just fired up about it. We got stuff as a company, too, that we do, and company stuff is boring to me, to be honest with you, even though I'm like an executive on the board or whatever the hell we have. I can tell you I'm excited about the Big 49. That is my passion. That is my heart. That is what I do. I grew up loving rock and roll radio in Los Angeles and I saw big giant corporations rape and destroy what I loved and not just rock and roll radio but all radio in general so we put this thing together as a a labor of love and we are bringing it up uh, Phoenix rising from the ashes is what it is the ashes uh, that was the industry that we all really really loved and held near and dear to our hearts for a long time and now well going to be interested now because the game has changed and it's changing in our favor daily. Now, enough of me uh, ranting. Let's talk about the show today. We're going to get our moto on. Nobody in the world does moto like the Big 49 does moto because there's not another motocross rock and roll radio station in the world. There's not one. We're it. The only dog in that freaking pond. It's a dog in the pond, not a fish in the pond because we're, we're dirty dogs and we like the water. So, coming up in moments, going to sit down with R.J. Hampshire. Got on the podium from the 250 West Division last week in Oakland. And he reveals something in this interview that I did not know about the extent of his injuries after A2 when we saw him wipe out in the last Triple Crown event at Anaheim. Did not know this. Also gets a little testy when asked about uh, racing the 450s. Then, And remember, this all took place on Saturday, the interview when we record these things. And then we're playing it today, and it's Dinkley. Today we play it, and on Wednesday, RJ made the big announcement of, or at least I'm assuming it's a big announcement. It was, hey, thanks, Malcolm Stewart, for the loaner, which means it's a 450 bike with his number on it, which means he's going to be racing Daytona on a 450 after getting testy. So I don't know if he was arguing with the team or the team was forcing him. I don't know the politics behind what happened. But all of that is in Moto Minutes today, etc., etc. And the RJ interview is coming up. In mere moments, we will talk with Mr. RJ Hampshire. RJ's a good guy, too. We like RJ, and he's a hell of a rider, and he's you know, having a great year. His only problem is he's in a class with Jet Lawrence. And that is a bad situation for anyone to be in because Jet is fire right now. All right, coming up after uh, RJ, we're going to get into... A man arrested in Rio de Janeiro. It is Mardi Gras down there right now. Carnival is going crazy. And guess what? Guy in a seven-foot penis costume's in trouble. What could be wrong? 
I see seven-foot penis costume, I immediately think of my old uh, partner, Jack, who used to love to rent the giant penis and run around Vegas with it. Hey, I'm not, I'm not making that up or slandering Jack in any way. That that happened many times. Oh, man. I got a guy in Memphis that makes me... He's in jail, but it makes me appreciate the law in Memphis. We're here in L.A. where they do not, do not prosecute theft of any kind. I mean, you steal a car, rob a bank, they're going to come get you. Do some armed robbery, they're going to come get you. But if you just go steal, um, you know, bicycle, some food, whatever, as long as it's under 900 bucks, they have no Fs to give. And the district attorney, George Gascon, who sucks donkey balls, uh, he has made it very clear you will not be prosecuted. Well, that is not the case in Memphis. We will get into that. I got a hacker that got a hold of some Russian radio stations yesterday, and man, they're going to be in trouble. I have a feeling they're going to see the the lockup for a very long time. I hope uh, whoever did the hacking is not in Russia, or they're in big, 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 big trouble. And funny how Russia, the a-hole hackers of the world, them in China, uh, suddenly gives a crap about a hacker. Hey, wait a minute, we got a hacker? Oh, we'll go after this one. Not the ones that steal from all you guys, but we'll go after this one hacker. Then I have a TikTok viral video that just shows you how stupid people are. And then I got idiot tourists, not from Florida, but in Florida for your what the Florida fistful of Florida story of the day, also involving alligators. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. So strap yourself in. It is the Thursday edition. Hot throbbing Thursday edition of the Stretch Show. Here on the Big Four Nine. Come on, RJ, you're on deck. The Man Entertainment Report! And everybody knows that I like the macabre as much as anyone else, but I gave you a story this week on The Stretch Show about an 85-year-old lady in Florida that got killed by an alligator protecting her dog while she was walking it around a lake at the retirement community she lived in in Florida. Well, Inside Edition, the TV show, posted a video. It's There's video of this old lady getting killed, which is something I don't want to click on and I do not want to see. I mean, it's bad if Stretch is calling you tasteless. And the Oscars have announced that they have a crisis team in place for this year's Oscars, which you're like, what the hell is that? Like, in case somebody cries because they lost the award? No, it's in case some jackass like Will Smith gets up and tries to slap Chris Rock again. Apparently, they're going to take him down and take him down hard. So I hope something happens now because I want to see what the crisis team does and what they look like. Are they armed? Do they have weapons? Are they big dudes? Are they little people that are going to come out and talk you down? Mr. Smith, you really don't want to do this. Think of how you're going to make Chris Rock feel. I need to know what's going to happen now this is only gonna get better and this is awesome Pete Buttigieg the transportation secretary of the United States a guy that ran for president he was out the other night having a nice dinner when someone said hey you're the transportation secretary tell us about the train derailment in Ohio that spilled all those deadly chemicals and to which his reply was I'm on my personal time don't ask me about the train derailment way to go transportation butt plug or whatever your name is the man entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is Stretch, and right now we are sitting down with the podium from the 250 main event in Oakland and a dude up on the box that we are accustomed to seeing round after round after round this season, Mr. RJ Hampshire from the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team. And I know it's kind of a weird week, uh, RJ. You guys have been off for a little while as the East race. You have this makeup race kind of in the middle of what would have been a break for you. Uh, but you you know, picked up where you left off, got a great start in the main event, got the whole shot got out there uh had a spill and then still managed to uh, fight your way back and i know over the course of all this you also are coming off of um some some physical stuff because you had a really bad spill the last time we saw you guys on the bike so uh walk us through tonight uh this race and, and let us know how this all went down tonight for you to to look as good as you did out there yeah i mean of course you always want to get a good start but uh tonight i actually really was hoping I didn't get the whole shot uh, <laughs> just because I knew I was it was going to be a tough main event for me um, okay. just from the week I had and uh, how I felt on the bike um, but yeah I, I ripped the whole shot and um, I mean I felt felt pretty good uh, I knew I didn't have that for the whole 15 though and okay. uh, yeah I mean it came through my head but uh, just came into that rut and caught a little rock and okay. there goes my front so just kind of had to reset a bit, um, 
Cam passed me right away and then uh, just clicked it off and did what I could. All right. Now, uh, when you're saying you didn't want to get the whole shot there, th- that's a strange step because you're not comfortable on the bike right now. Are you having an issue with your bike that you didn't feel was dialed in tonight? Or is it uh, strictly physical f- uh, on you at that point? I, I love my bike right now. Um, okay. It was stuff for me, too. Uh, I didn't ride okay. for two weeks. didn't do anything. Didn't even leave really my house for the first week. Wow. Um, and, yeah, I was questionable on if we were going to race. I uh, showed up this week. and. Wow. Um, I mean, I made the call on Monday. I was like, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna go racing," and uh, Alden wasn't really gonna let me go race unless I did a main event um, before you know we left. And then uh, yeah, I did one Tuesday, and uh, at the end of it, I was I was weak, pretty weak. Um, but we we got through it, and then um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I knew I needed to execute a start, but uh, yeah, I just I knew I d- wouldn't have had that whole 15 in me. Um, which sometimes it's easier to come from the back, and especially on a track like tonight. Uh, but on the sight lap, I, I jumped the whoops, first set of whoops, and I did my rhythm, and that's what I stuck to the whole main event. Like, I wasn't going to do anything special, and um, somehow somehow pulled it out tonight. All right, understood. Now, uh, the other guys up on the box were stoked to get back to racing. They didn't want to have that big eight-week gap. You have this makeup race tonight. I imagine maybe a little different with you but because you were, you know, overcoming injury from that A2 crash. So uh, uh, walk us through how you feel about this race kind of in the middle of what should have been an off-season recovery time for you. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and, and I don't. Like, I could have used that t- time to recover a bit more. Um, but, yeah. heck, you know, I enjoy going racing, and, huh. and if it was two weeks earlier, Cam and I don't think would have really been here. So that little break, True. and then uh, – can't complain to come out here and get a second on a night like tonight. All right, uh, and let's talk about this. RJ, have you mentioned it all? Because I know what happened. At A2, you had the crash. We we know you were hurt, but then you guys didn't race for a while, so they don't really tell us what's going on. A lot of times, too, the teams are super, you know, top secret on. They don't want to let up any condition of a rider. So we never really heard what happened to you in that accident. Can you elaborate on that at all, or have you already? And, and I just missed it as we got caught up then in the 250 East. No, I haven't said anything, um, and no one really knew other than my team. Uh, so okay. I separated my shoulder pretty okay. bad at Anaheim, too. Um, thought that was it. Got on a flight home, slept in my own bed Sunday night, woke up Monday and, and wasn't feeling right. Uh, ended up checking myself into the ER and uh, had some internal bleeding that was was pretty oh, bad. Wow. Um, got transferred and uh, spent a night in the hospital. And then, yeah, just after that was was brutal. Like the next four or five nights, I couldn't even sleep. Every time I would like go to bed, uh, just my body would be sweating like nonstop. So, oh, wow. yeah, that was, yeah that's whenever Oakland didn't look like it was happening um did all I could and and somehow we we showed up here and, and put in a solid night yeah got on the podium man now that's incredibly impressive now knowing what all was uh, banged up on you it, now that being said uh, uh it's an obvious question but they're saying you're gonna race 450s now that it's going back to the 250 east that you're gonna come out and race the 450s at least in Daytona now, knowing that you, you just came off of that as far as injury-wise, like, what's the upside of that? You're looking good in the championship points. You're in the hunt, and, and now you're going to go race 450s. That seems uh, risky at best. Like, uh, tell us about that decision and what's going on behind that. Uh, yeah, no comment. I don't know. All right, so, so th- is this a, a RJ decision or a team decision, or we just can't, can't talk about it right now? There isn't an answer, to be honest with you. So, I mean, okay. Yeah, I have one built. I haven't rode it yet. We'll see how it is. I might be there. I might not. All right. Fair enough. Let's uh, go back to a group we know you're going to be racing with, and that's the 250 West once uh, we get back to racing in Seattle. So uh, you and and Cameron McAdoo sitting solid, uh, two and three in the points. You guys are consistent up on the podium, but Jet is starting to pull away. Uh, what do you think you could do to uh, tighten that gap and, and to make this closer as we come down to the 250 West Championship? Yeah, I mean, just what Cam said, I think we both want to be better, yeah. and uh, I think we both can be. Um, I mean, Jet's got the speed on us right now, and yeah, uh, yeah I mean, we both at A2, like that, that hurt us pretty bad. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think this four-week break, um, 
you know, hopefully we can come back in Seattle and, and have a little bit more fight in us. All right. Uh, RJ, man, uh, congratulations on a podium tonight, especially when I know you're not 100% having gone through what you just told us about. So uh, best of luck to you there. If you choose to get on the 450s uh, in Daytona, we can't wait to see that as well. So get well, my friend. Rest up. Hopefully we'll see you soon back here on the box, and we'll get you back on the show. Uh, once again, congratulations, man. Keep fighting, dude. I am stretched. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday, Austin Forkner took to social media to kind of put everyone on notice that his ass is coming back, and he is coming back hard, and he is hungry and fired up and doing everything he can to get through his rehab and to get ready to get back on the bike. He says anybody that doubts him will be sadly mistaken because he is coming back hard and he is far from done. And all in all, a very positive message of a dude that seems fired up to get back on the bike, get out there on the track and prove what he can do. And when he is healthy, he is one of the fastest guys in that 250 class, period. And I can't wait to see him. So shout out to you, Austin Forkner. Glad to see you're pumped up. We'll see you next year on the bike racing again. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9 is a Stretch Show. Rolling around, get my limp biscuit blasting. Do it all for the nookie. That's why I do radio. I do it for the nookie. Do it all for the nookie. Yeah. Actually, I'm a fat ass. I do it all for the cookie. Literally a cookie. Not the, like, hey, that's a funny, clever name of vagina. No, it's not at all. A cookie's for a fat man. A fat man loves cookies. I do it all for the cookies. No nookies. I give a crap about it. I'm old. I'm old and fat and married for 20-something years. I could give a crap about the nookie. Seriously. I do it all for the cookies. Chocolate chip, wonderful. You know, it's great. A peanut butter chocolate chip. Uh, here's a pro tip from Fat Man. Do yourself this favor. If anywhere you live, anywhere near a Bristol Farms, if you're driving in an area and you see a Bristol Farms, go inside that store, go over to the bakery counter, and they keep hot chocolate chip cookies in there that are huge. And they have walnuts in them, and, and there's no, oh, I'll have it without nuts. No, it's like F you. It's the Bristol Farms cookie. You take it, you eat it, or you suck it. And and it's hot, though. It stay, they keep them on a, like a griddle after they make them where they stay hot. And they're the messiest, gooeyest, all over your face and clothes, but they're big and delicious and maybe the best cookie you'll ever have. That's your pro tip from the fat man. It's a serious pro tip. Doing it all for the cookie. It's my favorite. There's cookie chains. There's a cookie store here in Santa Monica that's next level good. It's also next level expensive. I'm going to do a whole segment on cookies right now before I go back into the show. Uh, I will tell you, at the uh, cookie store in Santa Monica, they have a cookie that is a just chocolate battered cookie. So, you know, imagine a chocolate cookie. Pretty good. But they put on top of this cookie Junior Mints. And Junior Mints, so they're, they're, they're mint. It becomes almost like the most delicious Girl Scout cookie you've ever had in your life. Like four Junior Mints on top of a big old chocolate cookie, and it's amazing. So if you ever are at home and you want to make something a little badass, just make a chocolate cookie and then put your Junior Mints in, and voila. This place also has you know caramel pretzel chocolate chip cookies. They have cookies with Fruity Pebbles in them. It's an amazing place. And uh, I get that over in Santa Monica a lot. Now, I'm, I'm trying to figure where it is. There, there's two spots in Santa Monica that I get my junk food at. One is DK Donuts, which is a godsend for donuts. And then the other one is the, oh, it's called Cookie Good. That's it in Santa Monica. And that one's on Wilshire. Cookie Good is, is pretty good. G- going to set you back. You bring your credit card if you think you're going to get like a dozen or something. It's no uh, D.D. Reese and Westwood where you get them for like 35 cents a cookie. No, 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 no. These are going to set you back, but they're damn good. So I do it all for the cookies. It's what I do. It's what I do. I'm a fat man. Got no Fs to give. It's like, oh, you got me cookies? In fact, at the 49, uh, they could pay me in cookies, and I would be happy with that. All right, right now, let's talk about a guy that was doing it all for the nookie, and he's in trouble, and his name's not Stretch. He was doing it for the nookie, not the cookie. That's where he ran afoul of the law. Rio de Janeiro. Mardi Gras going on right now. People are running around scantily clad. People are just wild having fun getting ready because we're about to head into Ash Wednesday and Lent, right? Well, here we go. 
man in a seven-foot penis costume decided it would be hysterical to start uh, harassing women and chasing women around. Imagine a man in a seven-foot dick. He's just chasing you around. And I'm looking at him being arrested, and you can see his arms sticking out. The, the, there's a face hole for his face sticking out of the uh, bottom side of the shaft of the penis. The big giant penis head is inflated up over his head. And then he's got flip-flops on, and that's it. You can't even see. He may be completely naked under the giant seven-foot penis, but he is using that to run around and harass women. And the law were like, hey, man, knock it off. And he didn't knock it off, so he got arrested. Got picked up, put in the popo. They say the man in the official military police uh, arrest record, a man in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, arrested, uh, dressed as a giant phallus symbol, in the city center on Sunday for, quote, acting suspiciously. And apparently that was from chasing women around and playing grab ass with women that weren't down with playing grab ass with him. It's different if it's your group or your girlfriend. But yeah, when you're uh, sexually harassing women dressed as a seven-foot penis, the law's going to intervene, and I don't care what country you're in. You're going to get it for that one. Yeah, they, they mentioned some other arrests there, and there were some guys that were, well, they were arrested getting onto a bus to head into the uh, festivities and one of them was wearing a national penitentiary department shirt and an ankle tag which he thought was funny until cops walked up and started talking to him and realized this guy had a whole bunch of drugs on him you know what they were they were marijuana and cocaine that's what he had on him and he was getting on a bus and he said then when they finally busted him he's like yeah i was gonna go into town and do some of my drugs and then sell the rest of people he didn't make it to the party he's in jail yeah, everything's Mardi Gras just like this crazy party where you can do what you want, but you can't do what you want. There's laws. Apparently, the laws provide you from doing cocaine and selling it in the crowd and also from dressing like a seven-foot penis and chasing women around. Make that note to yourself if uh, going to Carnival in Rio de Janeiro is on your bucket list. Also, wear a condom on your whole body. Forget the giant penis. Just roll a condom over your body because you might get something just walking through the crowd. I'm just saying. Be safe. Safety never takes a vacation, especially uh, safety of sexually transmitted diseases. I had a public service announcement. I am Stretch. It's the big Fortnite. Welcome to Los Angeles, home of Big49Radio.com. Of the three million people who live in Los Angeles, 35,000 of them are known rapists, murderers, and thieves. They outnumber the police force seven to one. Yeah, then there's that. I guess we're also home to a bunch of a-holes. Uh-oh. Somebody did bad things. Somebody's going to jail. You know this isn't from Los Angeles. Cops uh, filmed in Los Angeles should just show cops sitting around in their car not able to do anything. It's not allowed to do their job because, well, if they do their job, they're just going to cut the guy loose, so they're taken to not doing their job. And I'm down with you, Popo. I'm one with you, Popo. I, I, I understand. I get the fight. But what you gonna do? You're gonna start doing nothing's what you're gonna start doing. And we're used to that here in Southern California. You're getting to the point of like, why am I gonna call the cops? Cops are gonna come. Last couple times I called the cops for a serious issue where someone really, really needed to be uh, taken in. I seriously got into a heated debate with the officers because they were refusing to arrest them. And I'm like, no, you're arresting this dude. I don't care what you do. And they ended up doing it. They ended up not doing it. They agreed to take this person on a 5150 hold. It was a African-American uh, ladies were being attacked by a homeless guy near my home. And he was calling them inwards and screaming at them. And they were just trying to go in and get something to eat on their lunch break or whatever they were doing. And uh, this guy went crazy. And I saw it and intervened along with my Mongo giant son. And this guy then told us he was going to shoot us and kill us. And he had a car there parked on the street that he lived in. And he went to the car to get his gun. Came back instead with a large stick. And police showed up right as we were uh, administering uh, an ass beating. It should have been coming way, 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 way before. After that, I changed my policy on dealing with these guys. So there's no more waiting for the police. Because we called the police immediately upon his uh, 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 attack of the ladies. And then we were just trying to shield the ladies and get them out of there so we could protect them from the sky and hoping the police would arrive soon. But 
No such luck. And then they argue, yeah, just let him go. Just leave it alone. It's fine. Nothing happened. He didn't attack him. He didn't attack you. We're fine. Let's go. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Ended up he had drugs on him and, and was crazy and ended up having to get on a 5150. But that was it. But you you basically got to fight the police to get them to arrest somebody in Los Angeles because they don't want to do it because they know nothing's going to happen. And I'm not talking smack on the cops for that. Uh, you really, really you know, get frustrated with your job when they don't allow you to do your job. Or if you do your job correctly, they're like, yeah, the, they feel like we do. The cops feel like we do. When we call the cops and they won't arrest someone, the cops feel uh, the same way when they arrest someone, bring someone, they got a great case, they write it up, they take all the time, they do all the extra work, they're off the streets not helping people while they're writing up this report, and then they file it with the DA who kicks it loose. It's like, yeah, pff, out. We're not prosecuting this guy. Let him go. And you're like, whoa, really? I just did all this work. Yeah, let him go. You know, he broke the law. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Broke what law? You can steal in Los Angeles. It's totally legal. So there you go. That brings me to this story out of Memphis, Tennessee, where apparently uh, the 5-0 do their job there. And I mean, they do it hardcore. Listen to this story. Earlier this month, a man goes into a, a convenience store there in Memphis, Tennessee, and he says, uh, put some beer up on the counter. They're like, sorry, you can't buy beer right now. I don't know if it's a day they don't sell beer. A lot of states still have laws on Sundays you can't buy beer. Or if it was after uh, 2 a.m. or whatever their cutoff was, it does not state. It just says the man was attempting to buy beer and they would not sell him beer and the guy was furious. So the guy says, oh yeah, you're not selling me beer? F you. And he goes right next to the checkout. There is a you know like cardboard display filled with potato chips. And he says, F you. And he picks up the entire case of potato chips, the entire uh, display. And he says, F you, I'm taking these. And walks out the door with, well, you know, dozens of bags of potato chips on it. And he walks out the door. And as he's walking out the door in his haste, he drops a couple bags on the ground. Then he throws the thing in his truck and he drives away. Well, that guy gets away free and clear. The 5-0 don't catch that guy. That guy just stole all those chips. However... There was a guy outside the store, and as that guy was throwing around the display filled with potato chips, two bags fell onto the ground. Those bags, valued at a total of $4.98, were snatched up by a man named Joseph Braswell. He saw the whole situation unfold, and he thought, well, this is my chance to get in here and get in on the action. So he picks up those potato chips, and he scarfs them down. About that time, 5-0 rolls up, and they're like, this guy right here, he's eating some of the chips that the other guy uh, stole. And they're like, you're eating stolen property, sir. Under arrest. Ba-ba-bam. Still had crumbs on his face. Still had the Doritos on his fingers. 5-0 had the evidence they needed. They uh, arrested Mr. Braswell, brought him to jail. He is charged with theft of merchandise of less than $1,000, and he had to go to court. They kept him all the way through to go to court on Tuesday. That happened over the weekend. He went to court on Tuesday because Monday was President's Day and the courts were not open. So this guy stole two bags of potato chips valued under $5, got arrested, spent the weekend in jail, and is being prosecuted for theft of merchandise less than $1,000. Something I don't care what you do in Los Angeles, you could not get someone arrested for that. Uh, no matter what. And they can come in and knock people over and be violent and destroy a store and steal a couple bags of chips. And they still wouldn't. They might detain you unless they had an assault charge on top of it or something. They would not arrest you no matter what, because that is the city that we live in. That's because our district attorney, Gascon, is a pinko communist nut job fruitcake libtard. And we got to get somebody in that position that is tough on crime. And we got to get back to putting bad guys in jail. And by the way, you steal $5 worth of potato chips, you're a bad guy. Here's something. I'm a massive a-hole. I'm fully cognizant of that. I have never stolen anything in my life. I never, I never, never, never. Maybe I stole some ghost energy drinks from the back of Moto Man's truck. But technically, those were part mine anyways. So I've stolen some ghost energy drinks from Moto Man and some Black Rifle coffee. But I had a fear of my father as a, as a kid. Like, there was no stealing a packet. If I stole a packet of gum, I'm pretty certain my father would have murdered me. I would have been dead in the backyard and it would have been like, what? What young son? Uh, young one? Uh, we never had that. We only have the one son. Yeah, well, well yeah, the other one. Uh, no, uh, what, what are you talking about? 
Oh, yeah, one son lives here. We got a son in Alabama. That son? No. What happened to Stretch? Well, we had no kid named Stretch. I don't know what you're talking about. That's what happened. My, my father would have murdered me and buried me in the yard, so there was no stealing as a child. None, 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 none. Stealing is wrong. You steal, you go to jail. You get the silver bracelets for free, and you go to jail. Yeah, unless you're in Los Angeles, then it's totally okay. Steal up to $900 worth of stuff, and you're fine. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Up next, let's talk about some uh, hackers in Russia that finally the government's trying to take action against. It's the Big 4-9. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. You heard the stretch show today. You heard an interview with RJ Hampshire of the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team where he revealed that he was way more injured than any of us ever thought after his last crash at A2, which was the Triple Crown event here in Anaheim. And we haven't seen the 250 West race since then. So we're like, okay, he's healed up. He's good. He got on the podium. Everything was fine. Apparently it wasn't. Also in the interview, we asked him about the rumors of him coming out and racing 450s during the break for the 250 West. And he got a little testy. And he was like, there's no answer. I don't know. And he kind of put it off. Then yesterday on social media, he put up a picture of a 450 Rockstar Energy Husqvarna bike and the quote, Hey, Malcolm Stewart, thanks for the loner, which makes me think he is definitely in. He is going to be racing at Daytona on a 450 as banged up as he is, so we'll see what happens. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a stretch show. Coming up here in just a little bit, going to rerun an interview with Mr. Chase Sexton of the HRC Honda team, and that is Chase being a good dude and talking with the media just after the third race where he's had the lead, had it in the bag, and crashed and lost the race to Eli Tomac. Once to Cooper Webb, twice to Eli. So you're like, damn, dude, seriously. Here he is. Chase Sexton, gonna talk to him coming up. But right now, we're gonna go to Mother Russia. And we're gonna talk about some mofos. Some mofos are in trouble in Mother Russia. Let me tell you what they did. Somebody hacked some Russian state radio stations yesterday. So here they are. They're bumping the Atomic Dog by George Clinton. And... All of a sudden, it is cut in, and they have hijacked the audio. And it starts playing an air alert, uh, uh, air raid alert siren. And then in Russian, telling everyone, go to the shelters immediately. Attention, attention. The threat of a missile strike. And they are telling everyone to go to shelters. And this is an on-air alert being broadcast in all over the country on Russian... Remember that the government owns a lot of the media so they can spread their propaganda and really... What's great here is the government doesn't have to own any media. They just have the media in the bag for them that does exactly what they tell them to do. There's really no difference. State-run media is what we have in America for the most part. Everyone but the Big 49. You got the people that bury their head in the sand and won't say the truth like Stretch. And then you've got the others that just hook, line, and sinker uh, are sheeple for the government and say whatever they want you to say. Everybody get vaccinated. We're all going to die if you don't get vaccinated. What did I say from the get-go? I'm like, I'm getting vaccinated because I'm a fat man with diabetes and I got to get it or I'll die. But if you don't want to get it, don't get it. I don't care. That's on you. I don't care. I'm getting it and I got it. And I haven't had a stroke or a heart attack yet. And I'm uh, still healthy. Allegedly. But here we are. Let's look at these guys in Russia on their state-run media broadcasting it. Well, guess what? It wasn't the state-run media that was playing that message. It was hackers. And the government had to go out all over the place and say, this is fake. This is not true. We kindly ask you, do not follow these messages that you were hearing broadcast on our government radio stations. Now, that's kind of funny. Remember, uh, they hacked all of the Russian state-run television stations last year. And they had all kinds of anti-war slogans and opposed the invasion of the Ukraine. And they were doing all of that as people were sitting around to watch what is called Victory Day celebrations in Russia. And here they were being bombarded with uh, messages that the blood of thousands of Ukrainians and hundreds of murdered children is on your hands and all kinds of stuff. 
So there are people that are effing with the uh, Ruskies, and the Ruskies are not having it. It's funny. I bet they are really, 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 really looking to see who's doing this hack. Because all those a-hole state-sponsored hackers over in Russia that steal money from people and do all that crap and through hacking, they, trust me, can give a crap about that. But this time, they are uh, going at it. Yeah, in the meantime, we got uh, uh, Brandon over there doing his world tour. See him walk off that red carpet like a moron the other day in front of the troops in Poland. Yeah. I'm so glad he's our president. <laughs> wow. Anyway, that is the gist of that story. So if you're in Russia, you don't believe what you hear on state-ran radio or TV anymore. Damn hackers. Hackers are everywhere. Putin hates hackers. Pooty poot. All right, what are we going to do next? I'm going to get into another one of my fun stories. How about this? This is a story right here in our own backyard, coming from the fine folks at Disneyland, California, who have had to issue a warning because, well, there's stupid people in this world, and we'll talk about those stupid people right after we talk to Chase Sexton. It's the Big 4-9. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. The Red Bull Factory KTM team has announced now that Marvin Muscan will miss the rest of the season with that wrist injury. Now, Marvin is no spring chicken. He also had been kind of cut down over at that Red Bull KTM team to where he was on a Supercross-only contract. So they don't have him racing outdoors. He's really good at outdoors. He's also now going to miss the entire Supercross season. Only got in a few rounds. This could be the end of Malcolm Stewart, at least over at the Red Bull KTM team. We'll see what happens with him in the near future. We certainly wish him the best here at the 49, as Marvin is a very stand-up guy in the motocross world. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute, brought to you by LBZ, is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it's Stretch Show here on a Thursday, getting ready for Friday, getting ready for the weekend. Supercross, by the way, 5 o'clock Pacific time is when the racing's going to start. That means 3 o'clock Pacific time on Saturday, we will have the coverage here with myself, Moto Man, Jason from Honda Yamaha Redlands, and Mr. Kyle, all in the house. 3 o'clock on Saturday, getting our race coverage on. Ah, I hate it when the races are in the Midwest or the East Coast and they get earlier and earlier. I like those 7 o'clock gate drops, man. Supercross is a night sport. Grant, unless you're in Oakland and it's a day sport because they're afraid their rigs are all going to get stolen. Don't shoot me because I'm telling the truth. All right, right now, let's talk about idiots here in California. And there's a lot of them. But people at Disneyland now are having to take to issue a special warning because there was a TikTok trend of idiots saying how cool it is to basically not fasten your seatbelt when you get on the California Adventure Ride, Guardians of the Galaxy. And if you don't know what that ride is, once upon a time it's called the Twilight Zone Ride, where you drop, it's like a bouncing giant elevator. So imagine bleachers with a multiple rows of seats and you go up, 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 and then it kind of rolls through, and then at some point it drops, and you fall, and you bounce, and you bounce, and you bounce. Well, once it drops, if you don't have your seatbelt on, what happens? You kind of float up, and then you slam back into it when it bounces, and then it bounces you back up, and then you float up again. Well, it became a TikTok trend where people would um, not order, you know, and not have their seatbelt properly fastened, and then film themselves and it became trending. And so what happens, monkey see, monkey do, or in this case, idiot see, idiot do, people started doing this with the improperly secured seatbelts, and it became a thing, and Disney has wised up to it, and they are like, all righty, uh, here's the deal. All you TikTok idiot jackass fools that come to Disneyland and try to get on Guardians of the Galaxy and not fasten your seatbelt, you will be removed immediately from the park once you are caught. And you can't get away with much at Disneyland. They got cameras everywhere. They watch everything you do. And if they see you flopping around out of your seat on a ride, they're going to know you effed with your seatbelt. And it was, uh, you know, not their doing because they check those before you leave. And your ass is going to get 
uh, boinked out of the park. And that's an expensive day. It's apparently $375 just to park at Disneyland uh, last time I checked. And uh, 972 to get a ticket into the park. So if you want to drop a G note and then get kicked out of the park for being a dumbass wanting to do a TikTok viral video on Guardians of the Galaxy, by all means, go ahead and be stupid. Also, not to mention you could die and stuff. Yeah, that's what I would do. Get on basically a roller coaster and not have a seatbelt so I can get some TikTok hits. Moto Man, we're going to Disneyland. Moto Man, you're going to have a very short day, though, so don't worry about it. We're going to get there. We're going to first thing ride Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to film you with your seatbelt loose. You're going to get thrown out of the park, and then I'm probably going to stay the rest of the day because Disneyland got some good food. Besides good rides, they got some good food. So, uh, Moto Man, we're getting some viral hits. Apparently, that's what we got to do now to woo the kids. <laughs> so, we get how we talk to the young people, Moto. That's what we're going to be doing. Yeah, I'm taking Moto to Disneyland. We're going to be one of those idiots. I'm going to do it for personal gain. Moto's going to do it because he's taking one for the team. Maybe we bring Kyle, too. Kyle's a big boy. He, Kyle's much bigger than Moto Man. I think Kyle would bounce off the ceiling if we loosen his seatbelt on the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. Look for the viral video of the Big 49 idiots coming soon on TikTok. We don't do TikTok because we're not down with the Chinese spies. We're not on there. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're also on uh, the new ones, the new ones that are launching that are a little more about freedom and stuff. We're on with those guys too. Go to thebig49.com and you can see everywhere that you can get in. You, there's so much there. You get all the Supercross news from every week, everything going on in the world of Supercross. You can watch the vlog of the Moto Show that we tape on Saturday. So that's a video with all of the numbnuts in the studio talking Moto. All of those are posted on the website. You got crap from the Stretch Show section, including the best part of the Stretch Show section, the link over to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. You can go help those people out. If you find the kindness in your heart to help some families with children battling cancer, that is there. I got dog shelter stuff on there. Big 49's about the doing good and, and being a-holes. We're a-holes that do good. It's kind of like a opposite of a superhero i guess yeah wait a minute you're not supposed to be an a-hole no i'm a total a-hole but i but i still try to do some good so go check it out the big 49.com i'm stretch coming up next let's talk about some jackass moron tourist down in florida that become our florida man of the day even though they're not from florida yep fistful of florida coming up it's the four nine Big49radio.com Definitely not safe for work Unless you're like a hooker A drug dealer A lawyer Or something like that Big49, it's a stretch show here on a Thursday Right now we are going to go down to Florida It is your fistful of Florida WTF What the Florida episode of the day Always something going on in Florida This one, it's a picture And I'm looking at the picture and there are two tourists, not from Florida. Even though I'm going to assume they are from the South because one of them is wearing a rebel flag bandana on his probably bald head. And these two knuckleheads, not employees of the 49, by the way. It is not Buzz either, my brother, or a relative of the 49. It is two knucklehead tourists. And what they do is they see an alligator. So what do you do? What do, what do dummies do in the wild? dummies in the wild in their natural habitat when they see very dangerous wild animals they try to get as close to it as they can and take a selfie uh this pair which are believed to be according to the story i'm looking at a father and son decided to lie on their backs on the ground with their heads facing the alligator so they can't even tell if it's coming while someone takes their picture yeah so here they are trying to get a selfie they got so they want the alligator in the background so they lay on the ground and crawl on their backs with their heads facing the alligator in florida everglades national park and take a selfie as the alligator is watching someone else farther away is filming this like look at these idiots oh this is gonna be good i'm gonna get a million hits on this that's the gold mine right there you follow around stupid people and film them doing stupid stuff and then you get the hits and they get dead 
or injured or whatever or put in jail. But you get some clicks on that one. So here we are. These guys roll up on that alligator, get really close, and uh, they are taking their selfie. Look, the alligator in the background. Look at that there. Good deed up on my Instagram. Good that damn alligator come up on me like a dinosaur. Gonna need me. Ding, 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 ding. And then, of course, the article falls apart and says, oh, yeah, don't forget, we see these idiots get killed and trampled and beaten all the time in Yellowstone National Park when they do the exact same thing to buffalo. And by the way, a buffalo is not a cow. It is not docile. Buffalo is an aggressive, large animal. Another animal that will F you up is a moose. Don't get near a moose. And a buck will mess you up too, a big old male deer. There's certain animals in the wild, a buck's typically not gonna let you get up to it, a deer's gonna run away. But a bison's gonna stand there and be like, oh dude, this guy wants to take a picture with me? He tells his friend, hold my beer, watch this. And then they gore you and stomp on you, stomp on you and they weigh like a thousand pounds or more. You don't want to mess with wild animals. Here's a here's a good idea. Uh, get a nice camera with a powerful lens. Take some good shots from far away, safe distance. Uh, the story mentions that alligators, they say, can run up to 20 miles an hour on land. Say they can't do it for very long, but a quick short spurt. That's why they creep up on you, and then they start running. And then you realize, you know who can't run 20 miles an hour? A dumb, fat redneck. That's who. A dumb, fat idiot cannot run 20 miles an hour, especially from laying on their back on the ground as this gator's just rolling up. Yeah. They say that uh, even though alligators can't go 20 miles an hour in the water, they still are way faster than humans in the water. You see one in the water, you're F. Don't get in the water with one for sure. Man, people are stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. All right, I got a story I didn't get to today that I'm going to save for tomorrow. It's next level evil. A lady that had some dudes kill her ex-husband, and man, is it a brutal story. We will get into that one, though, uh, tomorrow, because I got to pretty much get out of here now. Uh, we're going to come back in a few moments if you missed the RJ Hampshire interview from earlier. Rockstar Energy Husqvarna writer. Well, we'll talk to him, and then I'm going to wrap it up and go home. So hang on to this one. The, the Friday spectacular of this story is going to be a doozer. Evil, evil woman. And she's hot. That makes it even worse. It's hot, evil woman. Talk about this next. Well, tomorrow. That's what I'm doing. I'm out of here. It's a big 49. Big, 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 big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday, Jet Lawrence took to social media to announce a brand new product that is launching next Monday. You can order it from Jetson.co, and there's some really badass Alpine Stars replica jerseys of Jets. And these aren't just like a t-shirt with his name and his number on it. No, these are full-blown replica jerseys that Jet raced in. He says it's some of the favorite ones he's ever had. And they put those together with the Alpine Stars crew and they are out and they got them all the way from baby sizes all the way up to fat guy triple X like stretch wears. So if you're a Jet Lawrence fan, uh, next Monday is the time. Jump online. They are a limited edition Jet Lawrence replica jersey that you can get at Jetson.co courtesy of him and the folks at Alpine Stars. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big Fortnite. It's a Stretch show. Time to get out of here. Time to pack it up and pack it in for the Thursday edition. Come back bigger, better, better tomorrow for the Friday show. Uh, Friday, we wrap up our coverage of uh, the week with Moto Man. Kyle coming on at 3 o'clock. That is the Friday Spectacular. I'll give you that story tomorrow about the lady that had her husband killed. You're like, damn, that's a cold biatch right there. That is one devil woman. I don't care if she is hot. Gonna get into that story. Gonna pack it up today and go home. Get ready for the Friday show. Ooh, man, Fridays are wonderful. It is Supercross Eve tomorrow. Always a great day here in America. Got racing in Arlington. Now it'd be Dallas. That's where the racing is this weekend. Triple Crown event for the Supercross. A 250 East. That means we get our friend Max Anstey back up in here. 
We also get Hunter Lawrence back up in here. See what happens with the 250 East. Max Ansey's a party man. That guy, give him a microphone here. We're gonna hire Max Ansey when he stops racing. We need, uh, by the way, it's it's rules. I don't know if you're aware of this, but anytime you have motocross coverage, it's apparently in the rule book, you must have at least one uh, English or Australian on the microphone. And we currently have none, so we're gonna need uh, Max Anstey here. And, cause I'm pretty sure Will is terrified of the 49, Will Christian, and she is not gonna ever come work here. Plus she's super hot, it would be awkward cause I would be talking in the studio and then Moto Man and Kyle would be like and then they couldn't get words out of their mouth. I'd be like, have you never seen a hot chick before? They, they would screw up. So we, could, we can't have that. I can't have a, a Will here. No, we're not gonna have that. But we can get Max Anstey. And Max will talk, man. Max, I'm gonna have to put a, a timer on his microphone. Be like, my, uh, here we go. And they should start doing that in the press conference. Supercross, I know you guys monitor us to make sure we're not doing anything uh, shady. You guys should put a sand hourglass timer on the table. Dan Hubbard, our friend, you're the guy running these press conferences now. You should take one and set it on the table because Ma Max Ansey will ramble on you. Max Ansey will open a mic and like steal it like he's a member of the Wu-Tang Clan. He's going on a crazy cypher or something. That's Wu-Tang Max right there. Cash rules everything around him. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Never met a microphone he didn't like. That's my dude. I dig Max Ansey. I love that. I love that fire in that dude's belly. I love that he loves what he's doing. He's reinvigorated in his career at this point. Speaking of reinvigorating his career, I want to send a shout out and get well wishes to Marvin Muscan. Awesome, awesome dude. Riding out of Parlez-vous Francais for that Red Bull KTM team. He's been a staple in Supercross Motocross for years and years. And this year they put him on a Supercross only contract and then he got hurt at practice. And they kept saying, yeah, he hurt his wrist. And, uh, <coughs> oh man, and then we got news today that Marvin is out for the season. And I hope it's not out for a career because Marvin is no spring chicken and he's a damn good rider. He won Red Bull straight rhythm this year. Marvin's no joke. I think it's a shame they're not letting that guy race outdoor. He's so good. But uh, Marvin Muscan down for the year with the wrist injury and will not be back for the 2023 Supercross season. And that is a bummer. So get well wishes to Marvin Muscan. Hope to see you back on the bike soon. Uh, getting back out there. Good dude. And uh, never been anything but cool to us at the 49. Always, always, every encounter we've ever had, Marvin Muskin is a class act. So shout out to Marv. All right, I'm getting out of here. Time for me to go. I'll talk to you, all of you tomorrow. Until then, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America.